How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Hashtag Spread the Sand. Uh, super stoked how our first episode kind of took off. Uh, Megan Warden was a great guest to have on, and she had a lot to say about her experiences, and especially from the women's game and how that's growing into you know a bigger aspect of beach soccer overall. Uh, with me now, I have the co-captain of Canada Beach Soccer, Shabazz Carr. Shabazz, how you doing? Hey, Dylan. Thanks for having me on today. Is this Shabazz or Shabazz? Uh, it's a little bit of a tough one. Uh, it's a Persian name, and uh, I mean, either one works fine. It's phonetically Shahabaz, but uh, you can call me Shabazz. Shabazz, <laughs> awesome, man. Sorry about that. Um, no, all good. So, so to keep rolling, uh, you're also the chief revenue officer, Canada Beach Soccer. I'd imagine a huge role for you in terms of fundraising and trying to make sure that your team has the funds to kind of get where you all want to be. Yeah, big time. Um, we uh, When we incorporated and made Canada Beach Soccer a for-profit organization, uh, there's three co- co-founders, uh, two co-founders alongside myself, so three of us in total. Uh, Andre Goyo, who's the CEO, and uh, Lucas Giswaldi, who's our chief operating officer, and then myself, who's in charge of uh, the revenue and, and overseeing that. See, you having attended Western University in Ontario, Canada, uh, played played soccer there a couple of years, and then kind of you want to discuss what you do now and how that plays along with your lifestyle as a beach soccer player? Absolutely. Um, just before we get into it, I wanted to say I'm really thankful that you're creating a, uh, a community of listeners for beach soccer. That's uh, such an important um, sport, and it's something that, in my opinion, North America uh, has been lacking in just in terms of overall education, information, accessibility, and things like that. So first and foremost, thanks a lot for uh, having me and, uh, of course, creating this channel. And for me, uh, played soccer my whole life. Um, I'm uh, My parents are originally from uh, East Africa, from Nairobi. So uh, sports and especially soccer was always in my blood. Grew up playing um, club teams here in, in uh Ontario, Toronto, and uh, and then went to Western, like you mentioned, and then at Western uh, met uh, one of my best friends, Andre Goyo, who you know him and I created uh, Canada Beach Soccer along with Lucas, um, but really just, I mean, like everyone else, kind of fell into it. I didn't even realize beach soccer was a real sport <laughs> uh, until one day I got called by Andre. Uh, he said he needed uh, a player or two to come to uh, Italy with him to play beach soccer and I'd never played on the sand and that was uh, that was three years ago and now we're sitting here yeah for sure I think I feel like that's how it all starts somebody gets introduced to it by someone close to them or somebody they played with in the past and then once you get on the sand you get hooked so big time uh, kind of kind of flowing into the history of you know where you all started Um, I I see that you also have uh, a coach who's pretty well vested as well as having some professional experience uh within the mls i believe with the the impact the montreal yeah. impact yeah absolutely so uh, where we where we really started was again like i mentioned a little bit of a fluke uh, three years ago um i guess four years ago our beach soccer team had played in uh, bahamas um it was the first year uh, canada really had a team playing anywhere uh, the year after that kind of dissolved and there was another tournament in Italy under the flag of the Italian beach soccer tour. If you haven't checked it out, highly recommend it. A great tournament. Um, you know, some of the top players in the world come there um, and it draws lots of, uh, lots of big crowds. I'll get into that in a second, but 
uh, really went to Italy three years ago with um, with a team of gentlemen that I had never met. I only really know, knew a couple of guys on the team. And similar to Megan's story, it was, you know, showing up at the airport that day and uh, saying hello to a bunch of your, your soon-to-be teammates. Um, so not only did we have to learn to, you know, understand each other, live together for two weeks, um, we also had to learn a brand new sport that, you know, for those of you, and I'm assuming everyone listening to this podcast plays soccer or, you know, enjoys watching it, uh, imagine, uh, imagine that for a second. You're at the airport and, um, you know, you need to quickly create a bond and formulate some sort of identity with your team. Um, but that's all thrown to the wind when there's so much vulnerability involved because no one knew how to play beach soccer. So um, that year, the first year in Italy, we actually played Italy first. Um, and the Italian team that we played, um, there's two Italian teams normally. They consist of younger younger players, um, up-and-coming players, and then they also consist of like an old-timers, all-stars team where guys like Gennaro Del Vecchio and Marco Del Vecchio and Maurizio Ganza and guys like that who used to play and run the Serie A. Um, so we played them first, and we actually scored the first goal. Our first goal ever, we scored first against Italy, and then we – you know, proceeded to get crushed that game six months. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Came out hot. I mean, that's that's always a plus. Uh... Absolutely. And uh, and so yeah, we didn't we didn't have a coach that year. Um, the second year, and you know, again, we'll get into it. Uh, we really took it uh, took it to another level. Um, we you know started training, started watching videos. We got home uh, home training facility Canada Beach Sports big shout out to them based in uh, Caledon Ontario and uh, really start to take beach soccer seriously and start to try and put some organizational structure to our club um, this you know last year and a half is when we got uh, our head coach and technical director Paolo Cicciarelli um, who to your point uh, was a professional goalie um, in the MLS for the impact for a long time funny story he just played in an all-star game um, which featured guys like uh, Ronaldinho and um, all MLS and kind of world greats. Um, so he's phenomenal. Uh, and he's also the assistant technical director of a big club over here in uh, Canada called Vaughn. And uh, he's taken our, our just learning and our tactical knowledge to an absolute another level when it comes to beach. Sure. So then kind of discussing, you know, what a professional organization looks like and how you're, you know, gaining and making those connections of coaches, coaching staff, all that great stuff. Um, can we talk a little bit about what Canada Beach Soccer's affiliation is with the overarching Canada Soccer Federation? I know that we're fortunate enough in the U.S. to have both of our beach soccer teams affiliated with the U.S. Soccer Federation. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, where you might be at in that process and kind of, you know, what your vision is for that, if there already isn't one or... Sure, absolutely, and that's a great question. I mean, it's a, it's a question we get asked all the time. And um, so, our goal is Canada Beach Soccer to really be the governing body of beach soccer in Canada. And the challenge is is that the federation, uh, the CSA, Canadian Soccer Association, only somewhat recognizes uh, beach as a sport. So there's not really any funding associated with it. There's no accessibility as it relates to. Um, you know, training, uh, enablement, um, scouting, anything like that. I mean, there's no, you know, pro leagues or anything like that. Um, so there's just, you know, tournaments that we get invited to. Um, the, the challenge is, and 
you know, building a club is one thing, but also trying to help build a sport is another thing. So um, we are fighting the battle of trying to get recognized by the CSA um, as the official governing body. Um, so we're not actually there yet. And that's why our club is private. And we have an organizational structure to it, i.e., you know, chief revenue officer and things like that, and kind of uh, multiple different pieces of our club um, but we're slowly getting recognized by them and slowly working on things and um, for instance you know our team uh, was fortunate enough to get invited to the u.s beach soccer championships recently in san diego and uh, a couple of guys from our team went and actually won the tournament under the canada beach soccer um, header and as a result we got invited to the world club beach championships in turkey coming up in october uh, but in order for us to go there we need to be affiliated with a club in canada um, that's recognized by the canadian soccer association so we're actually working on that right now as we speak which is super exciting because you know moving into that club beach world cup championship in turkey is going to give us a lot more um, stature as it relates to authority and expose our team and our talent to top talent around the world which will hopefully garner a following and you know the rest will hopefully follow once i saw the roster for that team and that tournament i was like all right there's there's a couple teams that are gonna be front running and that was definitely one of them the likes yeah. of pacheco yeah, uh, David Mondragon. I think Francis even hopped on that team. Uh, Correct. Coach, yeah. coach of the U.S. team as well as yeah. Milos and Yanks. Um, so yeah, y'all y'all definitely had a squad. I think the only thing that people were worried about and that tried to take advantage of at least was that your bench wasn't necessarily deep. So those guys <laughs> when they got out on the sand, they were definitely uh, you know if they got gas, they kind of got to push through it type deal. Yeah, big time. And uh, for those of you listening, I'd highly recommend, uh, you know, following our Instagram page to get an opportunity at Camp Beach Soccer and checking out some of the highlights. Um, some of the guys you just mentioned, uh, Milos and Yank, I mean, some of the goals uh, those two score uh, in Italy uh, and just all over wherever we play are, are incredible. Actually, last year, Milos won the Golden Boot in uh, Italy in the Italian Beach Soccer Tour. Um, you know, who would have ever thought a Canadian would win a golden boot in anything? So shout out to uh, Milos um, for sniping all those Genos last year. So kind of getting a little bit into IBS, the Italian beach soccer. Um, I remember following y'all pretty early on and then seeing that that was one of the opportunities y'all had in terms of being able to play um, consistently and at a high level. Uh, so I guess kind of if you don't mind starting off with how y'all got involved um, and how you kind of got invited to this, you know, a, a European country in which beach soccer is definitely heavily recognized and, you know, what that experience was like. Yeah. Um, it's kind of strange, right? Like a Canadian team going to Italy and, and training all year. Um, but I mean, that's been our life for the last three years. So um the journey here has been incredible. So again, like I mentioned earlier, three years ago, we, uh, we showed up to Italy. We played six games. We got spanked all six games. We got pretty close to Switzerland. Uh, we ended up losing 4-3 uh, that year uh, in the quarters and didn't make it um, anywhere after that. But, um, you know, we came back and with good, you know, Canadian and North American uh, work ethic, uh, we put the grind in. Uh, you know, we, we learned how to actually play. We applied a lot of tactics. Um, beach soccer is extremely, extremely tactical. Um, you know, the ability to not only get the ball up quickly, uh, trust your teammates, but, you know, the ability to 
uh, want to use your goalie and, um, you know, how you really, to your point, spread the sand is, is imperative. So we started to learn a lot tactically and fundamentally about beach soccer and started to really uh, apply a lot of um, sport-specific training into our regiment. So, you know, ensuring that we had good acceleration points in our training, we um, made a big move. And again, big shout out to um, – uh, Foundation Physio and our team doctor, uh, Matt, um, Maddie Lang, who keeps us in shape. I mean, first year we went, we were completely broken after the trip. Uh, the next year that we went to Italy, uh, you know, you're, you're playing games either at 10 p.m. Uh, at night or 10 a.m. in the morning because the sand is just it's too hot and the weather's just way too hot. I and mean, you're talking 40, 50 degrees. So without our team doctor uh, and our partnership in foundation. That's Celsius, Physio. by the way, everyone, just so you know. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. <laughs> I was like 50 degrees Fahrenheit isn't that bad, but yeah, you know, I, I got what you're saying. Okay. That's Please, thanks, sorry. For that. thanks for that. Um, so, you know, he's the one who really kept us going and kept us hydrated and kept us mobile and flexible and, you know, really started to take us and, and apply, um, apply a lot of um, different methodologies to keep us in shape and really in tune with our bodies, which was a huge play. The second year we went to the Italian Beach Soccer Tour, uh, we won a couple of games, nothing crazy. Um, and uh, we ended up winning uh, a bronze medal. And I'll kind of explain what the Italian Beach Soccer Tour and how it looks uh, in terms of tournament schedule in a second. Uh, but I, what I really want to highlight is, you know, as – beach soccer has grown and as our commitment to beach soccer has grown and our commitment to awareness um we've also you know made it clear that you know in order for this game to grow our club needs to continue to get better and our club needs to continue to um you know put up w's and and, and expand um our ability to to actually you know be better so um we really put a lot of training we we, we would train uh friday nights so 6 to 9 p.m. and then uh, Sunday nights. Um, so, you know, a lot of the guys on the beach soccer team um, didn't have summers and, you know, weren't going out and partying or doing anything like that. Um, it was really a big commitment. Uh, and I'm proud to say that this last year in Italy, uh, we ended up winning um, a gold medal and we beat Italy in penalty shots at 3-2. And, uh, and then we ended up finishing second another tournament in Italy, uh, which was big. And so the way the Italian Beach Soccer Tour works is it's a two-month-long tournament uh, consisting of a variety of different national teams. Um, some of these national teams could be, you know, number one national teams in these countries or number two national teams in these countries, depending on uh, the tournaments and the funding some of these teams get. And uh, so, you know, we play against teams like Austria, Germany, France, um, Nigeria, Portugal, you name it. Um, and the way this tournament works is that it's in different cities. Um, so, you know, uh, Ancona, Porto Santalpedio, um, all around mostly the in Adriatic coast. And over a two-month period, you play in different tournaments and um, you play against different teams. You actually have the ability to, to win these different tournaments. Some are longer tournaments over a week, two weeks. Some are mini tournaments over a weekend. And based on how you finish in these tournaments, you actually get to play in bigger cities the next year. So happy to say that this year, um, you know, we were invited to participate in some of the bigger tournaments, which are Rome and uh, Sicily and um and areas like that. And so to give you guys uh, a good landscape, 
Um, the smaller tournaments, like the Anconas, the Maratas, the Puerto Centropedios, they draw about five, 5,000 to 7,500 per game. Um, the bigger tournaments draw around, you know, 10,000, 12,000 uh, people. So there's, there's a lot of people in the stands. And it's really frightening when you're the Canadian team and the Italians, you're facing the Italians and no one's standing up for your national anthem. When the Italians stand up, they're belting out their their national anthem, and it's uh, the passion's there. Definitely Yeah, it's passion. It's definitely the passion. <laughs> wow. So going into that, uh, going from maybe tournaments in San Diego that draw of a crowd of maybe like a hundred at most to having your guys go overseas, and again, a country that is so prevalent with this sport and you know has already built a community and a culture around it, going into some of their bigger cities. Wow and playing against the home team and their home crowd. Yeah, and I mean, it's just funny because, you know, Italians, they, they anyone in the world, I mean, you know, like Canada has a beach soccer team, and it's not only that we have a beach soccer team, but it's we have a really good beach club. Um, we're going in there and we're controlling the pace of the game. We're going in there and, you know, we're putting attacking pressure on these teams and we're going for the W. Um, we no longer feel as though um, we're the underdogs. We, we, we approach every game like we're there to win. And it's funny, our president, his name is Gary Goyo. And, you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him and all. And that's actually, he's the reason we got into the Italian Beach Soccer Tour. Um, Maurizio um, Iodio, he is uh, the org tournament organizer. He used to be a top scorer in the Serie A back, back in the 70s. Um, he created the, uh, the Italian Beach Soccer Tour about 25 years ago. And he's actually good friends with our president, Gary, who um, got us an invite. Because Canada would have never you know, gotten an invite otherwise. Um, because, again, like I was mentioning, no one thinks of Canada as a beach soccer powerhouse. And so, you know, when you're stepping on the field, um, it's, it's funny to kind of see uh, some people's reactions because they think that, you know, teams are just going to steamroll us. But meanwhile, we're, you know, our first game last year, we beat Switzerland 8-3. Um, our second game, you know, we beat France. Um, so it, it's just, it, it's cool to see how we're actually starting to, to rise, but it's because of the grind and the commitment we put into actually wanting to be good. Um, I'm looking forward to one day playing the, the U.S. men's team um, and women's team at some point. The grind and the underdog mentality is definitely a powerful one for sure. And to your earlier point as well, it kind of, um, it, it flows with, you could come out hot, but then, you know, the team that has the most experience, the team that knows it's it's a long game, it's three periods, those are the teams that are going to, you know, grind it out, like you said, and, you know, win the end game, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah, big time. And, that, and that's why – and that's what, you know, Paulo, our coach, really brings to the table. He brings that experience. He brings that patience. Uh, he brings that uh, tactical know-how. Um and, you know, we practice a lot of scenarios in, in practice, you know, a lot of, you know, down to nothing with two minutes left or, you know, up to one with 10 minutes left uh, kind of scenarios. And, and, and those in-game situations really help us adapt our mindset because beach soccer, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Dylan, is um, it's 80% decision making. And you got to make that, you got to make those decisions so quick um, because the sand, if you don't make those decisions quick, um, the sand will get you. The sand will get you, and before you know it, you, 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 you can't make that decision. You can't play that ball. You can't flick it up. Um, you know, everyone's on you very, very quick, so the decision make, the decisions have to be quick. Not to mention the amount of games that 
your guys have been having on their legs in the sand. Um, oh, yeah. I think getting back to the point of having a trainer, for those of you who haven't played beach soccer or but you played a sport, um, this is this tournament style I, I feel is similar to a postseason grind in the sense that you continue to play, but it's going to be repetitive. It's going to be consistent. It's going to be, you know, quick back to back. So those important downtimes in which, you know, you're doing potentially, you know, low intensive trainings that are just kind of getting your legs back or uh, going through movements that are helping you gain mo- mobility back in, you know, those essential body parts that you've been overworking throughout this tour. Uh, those are definitely vital. And I think that, again, adds to the stride that you're trying to make as an organization to become more professional, compete, continue to compete at a higher level, continue to attract the players that, you know, have the same mentality and align same with their mission and vision for the sport. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you nailed it. Um, to put into perspective, we played 10 games in a span of 12 days. Um, so to your comment on postseason grind, it really is. I mean, you know, these periods are, are three 12-minute periods of nonstop action and sweltering heat. And um, so it's really important, um, your recovery, your nutrition, um, your routine. So if we ever had a game in the evening, um, we'd make sure we woke up nice and early. We did a full team threat. Um, you know, at that point, the heat kind of gets on you. And Italy's all about siestas. Um, so, you know, then we wake up, we do another stretch. We go eat lunch at the same time. Um, everything we would do would be together. But you can definitely see by the eighth, ninth, and the tenth game, uh, legs were starting to wear out. And, you know, some of our guys – our top talents. I mean, you know, Ali Sean on our team, he's actually uh, my older brother. He plays, he plays on the squad. He's a really great, uh, versatile player. Um, he ran an Ironman. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he's done an Ironman before and, um, you know, beach soccer was, uh, had a wear and tear on his body, but the most important thing is, um, those skills on the sand are so transferable to anything else. I mean, step on the beach, and play for a game and then go step back on turf or on the field and you'll see how much better your touch is. And then including, you know, I think Megan touched base on this a little bit and I can't, you know, I can't continue to express this enough is, you know, the agility training you do on the sand, the intensive sprinting, um, just endurance overall. Um, For those of you who don't know, in Ironman, uh, what he was referring to is it's a triathlon with, you know, Great distance in which you're going. Uh, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Is it a two mile swim or? Yeah. And then like a running a marathon, and then yeah. also like a couple hundred miles on a bike. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Being able to do all that, I'd imagine that he was probably feeling the best out of your squad in terms of endurance. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was feeling the he was feeling the best, but truthfully, would be we'd be nowhere. I mean, uh, Maddie, our, our trainer, doctor, physio, you know, nutritionist, are are all all seeing, all being. Um, he brings you know suction cups. He brings um, acupuncture needles. I mean, one one pregame routine I used to have um, is I used to get my face acupunctured. Um, from a relaxation, I would be terrified. <laughs> so absolutely, um, but yeah, man, the agility training, the the balanced core fundamentals, uh, in terms of you know just being able to maneuver. I mean, your left leg, your right leg, um, your obliques, your your glutes, everything needs to be fully activating and firing. Um, and you know, after one quick 
sprint, two quick sprints on the sand. Um, if you can't recover quickly, um, knowing when to listen to your body as well, because uh, beach soccer is challenging, but it's, it's actually the most, you know, fun sport out there. And kind of getting back to our roots, I don't want to get off the topic of you all as a professional organization, because I think what you all are doing is great. I think that the drive that you all have and the buy-in from your players is awesome to see, especially with being able to pick up players and, you know, run a tournament like you did in San Diego. I think that's awesome. Um, So kind of, again, appreciate everything you all are doing from the professional organization side and looking to strive to, you know, Canada, you guys got to get them on your payroll so we can see what they can keep doing. Um, But also, uh, I kind of want to get back to the roots. And I know that you and I have kind of had similar goals. And, you know, I think this is what really resonated with me when we were talking earlier. Um, You all did a youth camp at Canada Beach Sports. Shout out to them again, at Canada Beach Sports on Instagram. Uh, I followed both of y'all's accounts. And the reason that I was so intrigued by how you all connected was – you know, this youth camp, you know, you decked them out in Canada Beach soccer gear. Uh, you could see all the smiles on their faces. You could see all the failed and some successful bike <laughs> attempts. Um, you put together a highlight video to kind of promote that. And, you know, if, for those of you who have parents who have seen you play sports, any kind of media that they can push out on their Facebooks and say, hey, look what my son or daughter is doing is fantastic. Um, how did you all come to the idea of doing that? Uh, what were the benefits of it? What did you all walk away um, from excited about for the future involving the youth? Perfect. Yeah, it's a solid question. I appreciate you um, steering us this way because it's something that's close to our heart. Um, one thing I want to touch on before we jump into this is, you know, you said uh, you're pretty impressed with the commitment of our players in the club. Um, one of the things we require in our club is, you know, for if you're a player, you got to contribute, you know, on and off the on and off the pitch in the sense of, you know, we don't get funded. We have to do a lot of fundraising. Um, we got to do a lot of um, exercises on our own. We got to make sure we're staying fit. We're coming to practice uh, in the right manner. So there's a lot of sweat equity built in with a lot of our players. But I want to give a shout out to our club because um, those guys, they work hard, um, super hard on their own and in practice. And, and we really are tight knit as an organization and it's really hard to build an organization that's on the same page and you don't have a good culture. So I uh, want to give a shout out to my club and the, and the fellows who help, you know, run the club and build the club because it, it's, it's not easy to build a club, but it's also not easy to, you know, be a player in a semi pro slash professional organization. That's trying to build something on the ground floor going up. Um, you know, everyone has full-time jobs and things like that. So, um, really appreciate the time commitment that everyone puts in. And, you know, it's obviously clear with what we're building um, that it's coming to fruition. As it relates to the, the kids club um, and the academy, um, our mission at Canada Beach Soccer is to empower um, the community and youth uh, by bringing the game of beach soccer into um, local and domestic settings. Um, you know, we feel that beach soccer has a lot of value and it can teach you a lot of uh, life skills. For instance, you know, right now um, in my life, I'm a, um, I work at a public company. I'm a, I'm a head of revenue at another company. Um, and a lot of that I attribute back to, you know, the idea of resourcefulness, self-awareness and competitiveness that I learned through soccer and teamwork moving forward. And so one of the things that we found was, you know, 
having a outlet other than just getting on a turf field or a grass field um, allows these kids to experience and learn different skills um, while having a lot of fun and building a real bond with um, their team. Because the truth is, is that no one's played beach soccer before um, and, and until, until they have. And I know that sounds trivial and cliche, but, you know, there's a high chance, 95% chance that, you know, these kids are stepping on the sand altogether for the first time. And what's cool about that is that um, there's no, you know, um, 13-year-old who's an amazing center midfielder and then, you know, a, a, a adjacent teammate who's sitting on the bench. It's everyone's stepping on the field at the same time and they're all starting on the same level and they're all vulnerable. So it allows a very safe place for these children to um, experience things and try new things and fail. Um, so to your point, you know, we were doing a lot of bikes, we were doing a lot of these different things, some good, some not so good. And, um, and so, you know, it's also a good opportunity for parents to come out and see not only the sport of beach soccer and what's out there, but to see their kids having fun, see their kids trying new things. Um, and we've got overwhelming feedback that, you know, the, some of the skills we've learned that these kids have learned at our, at our camps, um, have been immediately applied in, uh, in, you know, real practices, real games and things like that. So, um, big shout out to, uh, one of our co-founders, Lucas Joswaldi for, um, spearheading the, uh, the youth initiative portion of things. Um, for us, it's really about kind of building through youth uh, because, you know, not only is there transferable skills like I've talked about um, already, but we're also trying to build a feeder club um, so that these kids can come in and we can spot good top talent and we can help them get to either, uh, you know, um, different clubs, different professional clubs, um, or, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, one of our goals is to have a beach soccer league in Canada and really grow the sport internationally. So, you know, if we're spotting, spotting top talent and helping nurture them from an early age, then we have the ability to get them to the places where they want to be. And Canada's been notorious for having top talent as it relates to soccer, but none of the talent's staying here because Canada doesn't have a good scouting program or they don't have good professional leagues or anything like that. So we're really trying to change the narrative on that as well. Um, so this year we have, you know, four youth clubs uh, locked in that we're going to be running this with, both boys and girls. Um, trying to grow the sport, um, you know, nationally and domestically, um, and and uh, really excited for some of the things that we're uh, we're embarking on. Exactly. So, I mean, this is this is really coming back to the youth should be where our priorities at. Um, you know, Megan and I touch base, and I touch I talk with you know people about this all the time. I have younger siblings who look forward to that tournament every year. And a lot of it has to do with them playing, but then also it, some of it has to do with seeing some players that they, you know, are dumbfounded by when they see what they're doing with the ball and how they're keeping it in the air and all that great stuff. You know, that's what makes these events what they are. And that's what will only help grow the sport. Um, you don't see things like that. You don't see these playing opportunities happen without, you know, I mean, you're a chief revenue officer, right? So if you're trying to promote a huge tournament in which you're inviting great talent, great teams to come be the spotlight and the headliners of your tournament, um, that doesn't happen without the other fields going on that have the younger divisions going on, the open over 40 divisions going on, the co-ed divisions. You know, that's what encompasses beach soccer in my mind. It's, you know, you can make every match an event. The music's playing. The vibe's great. 
uh, as you can attest to, I'm sure, in an Italian culture where their home team, they just want to see you get smashed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's what's so great about this and investing in the youth and showing them the path of, you know, what they could be doing when they get, you know, older in their career paths, whether that is with, you know, soccer on the beach or soccer on the grass, like you can translate all that and it'll only help create experiences and, you know, memories for them, but then also improve their technical. Absolutely. You touched on it and I'm happy you did. The culture of beach soccer is so powerful. Culture of beach soccer is um, the idea of getting better. It's the idea of um, getting on the sand, learning new skills, but also, you know, wanting to win and applying fundamental skill sets of, you know, regular soccer and and 11 asides and indoor um, to being able to really drive that skill set on the beach and on the sand. And, you know, um, because it's beach soccer, it's all, it's often affiliated with, you know, um, nice white sand and, and, you know, um, ocean, uh, right nearby and, you know, hot places and things like that. So the, the group of the, the, the category of beach soccer is only going to continue to grow, um, a big time, man. And like, to your point, you know, um, we're, we're actually planning some, uh, some pretty big local tournaments. Uh, we had one in the works, but you know, of course, with what's going on with uh, with COVID and things like that, things are getting uh, pushed back a little bit. But um, we're looking forward to having um, a pretty big tournament in Toronto. Uh, we're going to make it a money tournament. We're going to invite some of the best players out from all over the world to come out. So if you're listening to this and uh, you, you know you have a good team, you're a good player, um, keep an eye out. We'll be sending out some invites uh, once we can you know actually establish those timelines, things like that post COVID. Yeah, so it sounds like ultimately I'm moving to Canada because it sounds like big things and power moves are, are happening out there. Big Canada. time, big time. Um, but no, that's awesome. I'm sure that a lot of people would enjoy hitting up Toronto while also seeing some great beach soccer happening. Yeah, and I mean, we have, and we have um, the MLS champion, you know, Toronto FC from a couple of years ago. So come on by. Out the door. So yeah, just I think rounding off uh, – kind of discussing a little bit more beach soccer worldwide and what they have going on uh well for one they most recently did a five aside uh draft pick i don't know if saw you that yeah so who would your top five be either through players you played with or players you just admire a lot of the players uh, that we've played with um, aren't recognized right now here. Um, there's a couple of great ones um, on the Italian team I'm thinking of, but um, I was a little, uh, I was a little, you know, uh, not happy that there was no Canadian players picked on that. <laughs> Absolutely put a, a couple of guys on that. With our goalie Christian Moraldo, who's fantastic alumni of Ryerson Rams, um, he won uh, Golden Glove in Italy. Just incredible keeper and uh, um, really nimble. Um, I would put Milos on there. I would put Mark on there. Um, you know, those, those are the type of guys. I would put probably Nick Pereira from the States. You know, I've seen a lot of his highlight videos. I haven't gotten to see up, up, up close, but I know he's always biking and scoring goals. Um, I would put, you know, Megan on there. I had a chance to check her out the other day on Instagram. Um, I would put Pacheco on there for sure. Um, shout out to him. So, um, lots of great beach players, but I think that, you know, the channels of, of how a lot of these players get recognized and a, a lot of these clubs, um, I think that we need more awareness as a beach soccer um, entity. And one of the reasons I love talking with you is because I think that you're a trailblazer in, in trying to, you know, make sure that the movement gains momentum and um, 
you know, people know how beautiful this sport is. I mean, you know, we throw fundraisers in Canada and we'll have um, clips of us playing online uh, or on a video screen and scoring goals and, you know, uh, whatever the case is. And people are really surprised. People have no idea. Um, so I think that, you know, Beach Soccer Worldwide is doing a great job, but I think that we need a lot more awareness collectively to really grow this game in North America because when you go outside of North America, everyone plays beach soccer. So kind of getting back to that and kind of where we continue to see North America kind of taking a bigger role in beach soccer, I think these leagues are huge and would be extremely valuable, especially when growing the national team game for each of the countries, right? So, like, I'm not sure exactly what Mexico has going on. I'd have to look a little bit more into that. But, um, like, if Canada, like you've mentioned, continues to grow these leagues, starts with the youth, continues to build up, you know, what that looks like, those are going to be great feeder programs for the national team. I know in the United States, there's a lot of great series of tournaments that are sprouted throughout the beach soccer season that we call it. Um, soccer in the sand, uh, your beach soccer, the U.S. beach soccer championships, all those great, you know, you know, accounts and organizations that are running these tournaments that provides clubs like L.A. beach soccer, Castaways beach soccer, NorCal beach soccer, the team in Florida, um, the team Toronto beach soccer that happens to pop up here and there, yep. uh, Canada beach soccer as well. So, you know, uh, I got more to say, actually. I mean, Great Lakes beach soccer. Uh, freshwater beach soccer. So like all of these different clubs um, get to come together and go to these events. And, you know, thanks to these organizations for making it work. We just need to see more of that. And I'm not obviously putting it all in their lap, but I think that, you know, the reason that I do this and the reason that I think it resonated with you as well is by showing how much passion people have for the game, by showing how much investment and buying people want to be able to push for this game to grow we need more playing opportunities and we need more opportunities for the youth. So I think this is awesome. This is fantastic. I think beach soccer worldwide does a lot with um, their organization and being able to promote everything greatly. I just think that, you know, us in North America, I think we need to get it going more. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, um, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's really cool because, you know, we started um, obviously from ground zero and we've grown quite a bit in terms of awareness, following partnerships, sponsorships, um, and really any of our partners that we've approached, you know, shout out to McDonald, shout out to uh, West Island uh, and Co. That's uh, a men's grooming, um, you know, beard bomb and, and, and shave company. Um, shout out to Goose Chase Adventures. Um, shout out to, you know, all of our partners in Aria. Um, you know, we have quite a few and it's, you can see the excitement once they get past the initial, you know, education curve. And so to your point, you know, you mentioned a couple of the clubs that are trailblazing. I think that uh, there needs to be a lot more uh, education uh, and cross cross collaboration amongst uh, amongst clubs and ensuring that there's um, there's kind of a centralized place where we can make sure that, you know, we're tracking the best players, tracking the best youth talent, um, tracking the best tournaments uh, and things like that. So, I mean, ideally, um, I'm excited for, you know, the day that, you know, potentially beach soccer becomes an NCAA uh, sport, right? And uh, and making sure that that's, uh, that could be a thing or, you know, even in Canadian uh, universe, inner sport university, um, you know, having beach soccer there as, uh, as a competitive sport and, you know, actually applying scholarships and things like that. Because some of, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone caught the Beach World Cup this year in which uh, Portugal, I think Portugal won that, right? Um, 
I mean, mm-hmm. the way some of these guys play and, you know, how aerodynamic they are and um, what they can do with the ball off the ball, uh, it's pretty crazy. So um, I'm excited to see the sport grow and I'm excited to see um, how the, um, the, the avenue where the sports grow and, and you know, what channels are going to take hold. And, and uh, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. Yep. No one plays, like you said, until they play. So <laughs> we just got to provide those opportunities. That's right. That's right. Um, so, no, Sh- Shabazz, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks again. Um, you want to go ahead and plug anything else that you have left to plug? And then I think we can kind of square it off. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, thanks for everyone who listens. Uh, we're definitely going to be back on the show and, and um, you know, continue to hopefully grow and talk about the sport of beach soccer. Uh, follow us at, uh, at Can Beach Soccer. If you get a chance and uh, hit us up, we're pretty active on LinkedIn and just Insta stories and things like that. Let me know if you guys need anything. My personal Instagram is S underscore Cara underscore V. I know pretty lame, but uh, you know, <laughs> um, but really appreciate everyone listening. I'm really excited to, uh, you know, grow this game and uh, keep an eye out for Canada Beach soccer because we're going to be doing some pretty big things over the next couple months. And uh, you know, let us know any tournaments that are coming up because we uh, we definitely have a winning pedigree and want to show it. And I also wanted to plug quickly Megan Warden, who was on our first episode. If you didn't get to hear her, she is the captain of the United States Women's Beach National Team. Her Instagram is at nutmeg underscore nine. Uh, so go ahead and feel free to check her out. And then you can always follow me at full on beach soccer on Instagram. Um, always trying to put content out, been stalled a little bit, but it's beginning to be the opportunity to, you know, start up this podcast and reach out to some pretty great people and, you know, discuss on a different platform what we can do for the sport. So feel free to check us out on those. Again, Shabazz, thank you so much for everything, man. And uh, yes, always spreading the sand. Appreciate you. Awesome. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks.